Welcome to the sermon podcast of Christ Lutheran Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. We are glad that you are here. At Christ Church, we believe that God is alive in Holy Scripture, inspiring, challenging, and guiding us today. As we journey through the Bible together, we bring our hopes, our pain, our questions, and our doubts, trusting Jesus to meet us here full of grace. Christ Lutheran Church is a special place of healing. May the Word of God bless you today. Well, friends, today we are continuing in our sermon series on the book of Revelation. And you know what we've talked about? We talked about this in Sunday school today, um, that Revelation is this book that a lot of people are afraid of or find fear uh, in. And so they, they stay away from it. They stay away from the book of Revelation. We're not going to read the book of Revelation because it's, it's scary. But we're not afraid, are we? No, we are not afraid because the Bible is the word of God for us. It is for our own good. It is for our salvation. We need the book of Revelation, because it is the good news of Jesus Christ. In it, that news is revealed to us. This book is a divine vision. We know this. It's given to a prophet named John, John of Patmos. And so today we continue. We turn to Revelation chapter five. Um, and if you are reading along uh, in the in your bulletin, it actually is, is going to go on like two or three more verses because we're going to read the whole of, ch- of chapter five, which is one through 14. Uh, listen again for God's word to us. Uh, and I, I should say in this scene, if you were here last week, you heard about this throne room where uh, there's a throne in the middle of the room uh, and there are angels all all around and there are these uh, creatures that are covered in eyes and six wings, they're there. So we're back in this room. We're back in this worship service. So John says, Then I saw in the right hand of the one seated on the throne a scroll written on the inside and on the back. And I know some people don't like things that are printed on the front and the back, but this scroll had things printed on both sides, and it was sealed with seven seals. And I saw a a mighty angel proclaiming with a loud voice, who is worthy to open the scroll and break its seals? And no one in heaven or on earth or under the earth was able to open the scroll or to look into it. And I began to weep bitterly because no one was found worthy to to open the scroll or to, to look into it. And then one of the elders said to me, do not weep. See, the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has conquered so that he can open the scroll and its seven seals. Then I saw between the throne and the four living creatures and among the elders a lamb standing as if it had been slaughtered 
having seven horns and seven eyes, which are the seven spirits of God sent out into all the earth. And he, the lamb, he went and he took the scroll from the right hand of the one who was seated on the throne. And when he had taken the scroll, the four living creatures... And the the 24 elders, they fell before the lamb, each holding a harp and a golden bowl filled full of incense, which are the prayers of the saints. And then they sing a new song. They sing, you are worthy to take the scroll and and to open its seals for you were slaughtered and by your blood you ransomed for God saints of every tribe and language and people and nation. You have made them to be a kingdom and priests serving our God and they will reign on earth. Then... I looked and I heard the voice of many angels surrounding the throne and the living creatures and the elders. And the angels, they numbered myriads of myriads and thousands of thousands singing with full voice. Worthy is the lamb that was slaughtered to receive power and wealth and wisdom and might and honor and glory and blessing. Then I heard Every creature in heaven and on earth and under the earth and in the sea and all that is in them singing to the one seated on the throne and to the lamb be blessing and honor and glory and might forever and ever. And the four living creatures said, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshiped. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Friends, I'm I'm wondering, what do you think could possibly unite all of the people of the earth today? Is there anyone that could bring the people of this planet, or even this nation, or even this city together? Can you imagine that? What would it it take? There there have been moments in history where it felt like there were some areas where some people came together. September 11th, 2001, terrorist attack. Most of us remember some sense, some sense of, of national unity, a coming together after those attacks. Is there anything that could do that today? Former President George W. Bush, he gave a speech on the 20th anniversary of those attacks just down the road in Shanksville where Flight 93 crashed uh, just a couple months ago. He said um, in this speech, he said, in the weeks and months following the 9-11 attacks, I was proud to lead an amazing, resilient, united people. When it comes to the unity of America, those days seem distant from our own. He said a malign force seems at work in our common life that turns every disagreement into an argument and every argument into a clash of cultures. 
So much of our politics has become a naked appeal to anger, fear, and resentment. He said that leaves us worried about our nation and our future together. I come without explanations or solutions. I can only tell you what I have seen. What do you think? On this, the realist in me tends to agree with Mr. Bush. The division, the the anger, the anger that, that we know is really just fear and sadness. All of that in our day seems so solidified that it's hard to imagine what on earth could bring us all together. Bush shared what, what he has seen, but it's hard for us to imagine what could unite us. But that, that is exactly the job of a prophet. To help us imagine what seems inconceivable. To help us see a possible reality that we cannot see without eyes blessed by God. That is what St. John is here to reveal in Revelation. He shares what he has seen. And it's a vision very different than Bush's. And maybe different than many of us here. John's is a vision of hope, of love, of heaven and earth joined in cosmic, holy celebration and worship. John has seen a vision of unity and not just unity of a nation, but unity of all creation, of all humans and animals, all that have ever lived and will ever live, all that are on earth, all that is in heaven, all humanity and angels and six-winged creatures united in worship of God. But that's not where John always was. That's not what he always saw, because where John starts is in a place not very different in some ways than our own. You see, St. John, he, he was living under the oppression of the Roman Empire in his day. Christians and Jews were being ruthlessly persecuted. They were being tortured and killed and imprisoned, cast away as he was to the island of Patmos. It was a time of great fear, of hopelessness, of division. It was hard for people of faith in God to imagine being able to one day freely worship God, to to come together publicly without fear, to experience unity with other Christians and Jews and Romans. If you were to tell them that that one day in 2000 years, there will be a place like Harrisburg where Christians can come together in beautiful places of worship and Jews can come together in beautiful places of worship and they can even come together and worship. They wouldn't be able to imagine our reality. Such as it was in John's day, that's where John was when he heard a voice like a trumpet calling him to look at what's coming from heaven. When his 
vision begins, he, he is full of fear. And the Son of Man comes and comforts him and says, don't, don't be afraid. Does anybody here, by the way, need to hear that word today? D- don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. God is on the throne today, so don't be afraid. Then John saw the one on the throne was holding a scroll that was sealed with seven seals, which, which you can imagine these little like wax seals uh, from the old days that would seal perhaps an official document, perhaps a, a royal edict. John can't tell what it, it says, but he can see that there's, there's writing on both sides. It's a complete word from God. Whatever it says, we just know that it's God's will. There's God's will in here. God's word is in here. And then this great angel uh, asks, is, is anyone worthy to open this scroll? Which, of course, the answer is no. No one, no one on earth or no human, no animal, it, none, none of the 24 elders, none of the creatures with the six wings and the eyes, not even an angel is worthy to open this scroll. Which is very distressing to John. So he begins to weep bitterly. Why? Well, can you imagine being that close to God and and? Here is God's word straight from the mouth, from the hand of God. All of the questions that we were talking about in Sunday school, every, every answer that we've been seeking, it's right there and nobody can open it. So he begins to weep bitterly. It's too much for John. He's undone until one of the elders says, no, no, no. don't, don't weep. Because see, the the lion of the tribe of Judah, the root of David, has conquered so that he can open the scroll and the seven seals. And of course, who is he talking about? Jesus. Of course, Jesus would, would be there somewhere. He is the Son of God. He is worthy. So, so John begins to look amongst the thrones and, and the, the creatures to see what, what, where is this lion? But he cannot find a lion. And then he says, I saw, I saw between the throne and the four living creatures and among the elders, I saw a, a lamb standing as if it had been slaughtered having seven horns and seven eyes. You know, the, the people of Israel, they were, they were looking for a mighty conquering warrior to be their savior, to be the Messiah. But who arrived? Jesus, common man from Nazareth. We read in, in the gospel today, that, that in his own town, uh, the people had trouble seeing Jesus as more than just the son of a carpenter. And when he suggested that he was indeed that and so much more, well, what did they do? They tried to throw him off of a cliff. They were expecting a lion. Who did God send? A lamb. And he was slaughtered. St. John was looking for that mighty lion and who appeared from among the thrones of worshiping elders but a lamb. But this, 
is no ordinary lamb. This is not a a, a little fluffy, cuddly lamb. This lamb has seven eyes and seven horns. This, This lamb has seven eyes because this lamb has seen some stuff. In fact, this lamb has seen it all. And this lamb has seven horns because he, and he knows how to use them. This lamb has, has rooted through the whole earth and battled the forces of evil and fought his way back from death. This lamb bears the marks, a gash in its neck, for this lamb has been slaughtered, killed, but not even death has defeated this lamb. Who needs a lion? When you have this lamb, who's worthy to to open this scroll and reveal the judgment of God? Well, no one until out from nowhere steps this lamb with steady hoofs full of power and holy swagger. This lamb walks right up to that throne and takes the scroll. And my God, at that moment, you could hear a pin drop. And then all heaven breaks loose. It's it's like a rock star has stepped onto the stage. A tsunami of worship erupts from this throne room and moves across the whole universe. In fact, across all time. First, the throne room itself breaks out in song. The elders who had been worshiping the one on the throne now throw themselves before the lamb. And they're singing now a a new song. They're singing, well, you are worthy, they say to the lamb. You were slaughtered and by your blood you ransomed for God the saints of every single tribe and language and people and nation. That's some diversity. That's some inclusion. They're saying that you have made of this diverse, inclusive community a kingdom of priests to serve God. And that community will reign on earth. And then from there, suddenly, millions of angels appear and they are singing. And John says, in a loud voice. Can you imagine a choir of million angels singing as loud as they can. I hope that John had some kind of ear protection because that would be pretty overwhelming. And they sing, their song says, worthy is the lamb that was slaughtered to receive the power and the wealth and the wisdom and the might and the honor and the glory and the blessing. And I guess what has been happening in heaven is so loud that it was heard throughout the earth and even under the earth and even in the sea. The word is out that the lamb and no one else has the scroll. The word and the will of God, the righteous judgment. And that, my friends, that truth is exactly what unites all the people of earth. Because you know this. And I think that Bush knows this, that there is nothing and no one on earth who will unite us. There is no president who will heal the wounds of this nation. 
There is no king who will bring all of their people together. There is no alliance of nations that will be able to keep the forces of evil and war at bay. No person is worthy and no person is able to overcome the sin and evil that has broken this creation. And it's, you know, it's so backwards here that, that it, it, it's amazing that, that, that we would even imagine that an act of terror, that it would take an act of terror to unite us and not an act of love. But that's not true. Because I'm here to tell you that there is good news today. In fact, it is an act of love that will unite us. Because while no person is able to step forward and heal us, and while that may make us want to cry bitterly with St. John, that one does indeed step forward, and that is the Lamb. The Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. That Lamb who has seven eyes, that has a complete vision, because that Lamb has seen everything, everything that you've gone through. Everything that you have experienced, that you have done, that lamb has seen it. And that lamb has battle horns because that lamb has been fighting with you and for you for your entire life. That lamb has been by your side through every heartbreak, through every loss, everything you have gone through. That lamb has been there getting you through has seen it all, has felt it all. And that lamb bears the wound of every act of violence ever enacted on earth. That lamb has been through every one of your pains. That lamb has died your death and every death. And that lamb was not defeated. And that lamb means that we will not be either. And that lamb is the one who is worthy to take the word and the will of God. And that lamb alone is the one who will pass judgment on you and on the whole creation. And that, beloved, is good news. I think that there's somebody maybe here today, somebody that that will be listening to our podcast that has felt judged and felt inadequate, felt unworthy of love. But no one gets to pass that judgment on you, for the Lamb has seen what you have gone through. That Lamb is the only one that knows the truth, knows your truth, and that Lamb gets the final word. I I bet that there is someone here or someone that will be listening who has worried about whether they measure up. Are they a good enough Christian? They have feared perhaps that the mistakes of their past will haunt them forever. But nobody but this lamb gets to pass that judgment on you. He knows who you really are. He forgives you. He alone gets to pass that judgment. And I know that someone here or somebody listening has been hurt before. And and carries that pain today. And that lamb went through it with you. He saw it all. And he is the one who will have the final word. Beloved, this is good news. 
God who created every life, called it, it precious and good, loved us so much that God refused to leave us alone in it, has seen it all, became as vulnerable as a lamb to live every weakness and fight every battle and suffer every cancer treatment and every job loss and every innocent death and every skinned knee and every act of violence and every hug and every kiss and every goodbye and every welcome home and every I love you and every betrayal and every doubt. This lamb alone is worthy to pass judgment on you, for he alone knows your truth. And here is what the scroll finally declares. I'll give you a sneak peek next week. Here is the judgment that he alone is worthy to carry out. You can unroll it. It says, he will wipe away every tear from their eyes. Death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning or crying nor pain anymore. And the four living creatures said, Amen. And the elders fell down and worshiped because what better news could we ever hear? Amen. You have been listening to the sermon podcast from Christ Lutheran Church in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. We are honored you joined us. If you're in Harrisburg, we welcome you to join us for worship on Sundays at 1030. To find out more about our church as well as the free health services we offer, visit our website, ChristHarrisburg.org. Our theme music is by Lucian Kemper. I hope today's sermon blessed you and you'll join us again. Until then... May God be with you.